0: I'm Lori LeBay with Alzheimer Speaks Radio, and I'm thrilled you could join us today. For those of you that are new to our show, Alzheimer Speaks Radio is about sound information, not just sound bites. We want to hear from you, our listeners. You all have a story. If you are a person diagnosed, someone caring for a loved one, if you are a researcher, business, an author, a movie maker, an advocate. We want to hear from you. So please reach out to me at radio at alzheimerspeaks.com. Now, before I introduce our guest, I always like to do a couple of shout outs. So let me go ahead and do that. First, people are always looking for support. So if you are interested on the second and fourth Wednesday, Arthur's Memory Care, which is sponsored by Arthur Senior Care, um, we do a virtual meeting at 1 p.m. Central. So that's two o'clock Eastern noon, mountain, and 11 a.m. virtual, you are more than welcome to join us. And then if you're in Minnesota, in the um, Shoreview area, Brookdale North Oaks sponsors an in-person caregiver support meeting called Connecting Caregivers. And we meet on the last Wednesday of each month, at 10 a.m. And again, you are more than welcome to be part of that. I also want to mention Stories Love Music has just launched a new program. It's called The Joy of Creative Engagement for Caregivers, and it runs November 30th through December 14th. These are virtual sessions and it's free. So you can go ahead and sign up at storieslovemusic.com forward slash contact dash us. And those run from 11 to 1pm Eastern Time on Tuesday. So check that out free, nothing to lose there. If you haven't checked out the dementia map, please do that. That's our global glossary that is growing every day. And we would love for you to be part. I also want to introduce you to Picnic Health. Picnic Health is doing an important research project and you can do it at home just in minutes and get paid $25 for participating. Picnic Health collects and digitizes all of your medical records into one online account and then you can consent to share that anonymized information of your records with medical researchers and by examining those real world um, data points from medical records, researchers can find out stuff that they wouldn't typically know from a clinical trial. So know that your individual personal uh, unique health journey is important, and you can now share that. And if you care for a loved one with dementia, um, and if you care and if you care for a loved one with Alzheimer's, you can sign up on their behalf as well. As long as you have the legal ability to do that. So go to picnichealth.com forward slash speaks for more information and get that $25. We're going to hear from the foot bar walker and we will be right back.
1: Introducing the life-changing footbar bar walker.
0: I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The foot bar walker revolutionized my care of George. It absolutely benefits the patient and the caregiver both, and that's the beauty of it it's so easy to use. It folds up just like a dream. I got it in and out of the car without any effort at all. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000.
1: Does someone you love use a walker? Do they struggle to get up from a seated position? Are you a caregiver dealing with physical pain and stress as you help your patient? The footbar walker was designed to assist not only the patient, but also the caregiver. Patients have more control standing up and no lifting from the caregiver is required. See how it works at thefootbarwalker.com. That's thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the Foot Bar Walker? Do
0: I ever. I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the Foot Bar Walker. Okay, it's time to introduce our guest and I'm really excited to have her with us. Beth Sanders is the founder and CEO of LifeBio. Which is a leading age tech company that has captured thousands of life stories of older adults for better health using evidence based reminiscence therapy, known as RT, and narrative care and research based life story methods. The company's latest product was announced in October, and it's called Life Bio Memory, and it is an iOS an Android app that uses audio recordings and visual prompts along with artificial intelligence and machine learning to help dementia and Alzheimer's adults tell their life story in their own words. The result of using this product is lowered levels of depression, increased social engagement, and healthcare professionals who use LifeBio have found that it has improved life quality. So Beth, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So a first, thanks for taking the time to be with us. And second, I always like to start out asking my guests if they have been personally touched by dementia um, in their own family or circle of friends.
1: Yes, I have. And it's one of the reasons LifeBio even came to be. I had uh, realized my grandmother was starting to forget a few things when I was home visiting and this was a number of years ago. And I, uh, said to my mother, mom, when are we going to tell grandma's life story? And she said, there's the tape recorder go. Um, and so she sent me out to my grandma's house and I sat down and spent about 90 minutes just asking what I could, uh, think of to ask my own grandma. And, these things she could, she could totally answer. So the things from her past were clear as day. And she wouldn't even say, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, And then she would tell me about a story of her own grandmother. It was just the most fascinating thing to have my grandma tell me her story. Uh, And the thing is, I grew up across the street from her. I mean, I knew my grandma, right? But until that day, I didn't realize that I, I really didn't know my grandma. I saw her in one dimension and she was this whole person. Um, It it was just fascinating. And I was glad. I love that.
0: that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think most of us do think, well, we know, we know, no, we know what we've been told. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: and I think that's really true. Even like when my folks, uh, as they got ill, I heard stories from their friends I never heard that just put them in a whole different light of what they were like when they were younger and stuff and they would never tell us kids you know because they you know they were being responsible adults but um some of the the fun goofy things that they did it just I don't know it bonded us in a way that wasn't there before and we were always really really close but it was just this different package now it didn't didn't have to be a perfect package you know
1: right I felt so much closer to her after I had that chance to really dig in Mm -hmm. and so I think it's important for caregivers to maybe take a second second look at their loved one I guess and go what don't I know about you what could you tell me even when you are facing some memory challenges, what if we talked about your school experiences when you were eight, or she could tell me about the airplane she first saw, which would have been some of the first airplanes. Um, she could remember the flu epidemic of 1918. And now we're you know back again with COVID, but just the details and, and remembering just what her grandma looked like and telling me something about, Spending time with her mother and her father and grandparents. These are people I'll never know. And after talking to her now, I knew them a little bit. So. Oh, cool. Cool. That, yeah. I, I wish we would have done
0: that in our family because I remember even after my parents died, I had these big boxes filled with pictures and I didn't really know who people were. And I struggled with what do I do with these photos? And I asked my brothers and they didn't really want to have anything to do with them. And I went through them multiple times. And and then after years, it's like, I'm going to get rid of them. I feel horrible because I know there's a connection here somewhere, but I don't know who these people are. Not Not clue. So I love that approach of, you know, ask them something new,
1: you know. Yes, sweet. Um, Spend time talking about how is breakfast, or what's the weather like, or what's how's your knee today. It's like, okay, but, you know, that's just kind of to be like a uh, surface level stuff. Whereas, where would they really want to be? What what should we talk about that they would really light up about when they get a chance to, you know, share how they met? You've heard the story before, but listen to it again, maybe, or. Uh, think of something new that's related like tell me about your neighborhood walk me down the street with you uh you know anyway there'll just be something new that you don't normally think of talking about
0: yep yep well and then you don't get into that loop of it's the same old same old stuff where people sometimes get frustrated yeah. with that too now you're really actually going to pay attention
1: yes yes and-
0: and so that's a huge, huge piece. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Life Bio? Um, yeah. What is it? Why did you start it? And what does it have
1: to offer people? Well, like I said, I kind of got bit by the biography bug, and <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't let it go. So my background was in English and journalism. So I was a reporter right out of college. And uh, I actually worked in technology for a while and I just realized that this was what my passion was. And uh, so we've worked with over the years, senior living and hospice and home care and hospitals and, you know, the whole healthcare system we've kind of touched and then also helping consumers tell their story. So, so giving people like the questions, Uh, as I recalled at the very beginning of my journey, I didn't know what to ask. I didn't know. Well, what is important? What are the questions? So what LifeBio did was, well, of course, everyone is interesting and everyone has a story. So what are we going to ask them? So different topics like childhood, hometown, school, work, uh, accomplishments, friendship, uh, love and marriage, uh, volunteerism, you know, things that are really part of All of our lives. What if there was a way that was affordable and you don't have to be rich and you don't have to be famous, but you can just tell your story and especially people that are at risk of forgetting things later, right? So right now there are people who have maybe had that diagnosis and their families are also wondering, well, what can I do? What can I do to help this person? And we learned that by asking these questions, you know, that's a wonderful Brain fitness activity too. You're you're tapping in and you're working the brain. So anything we can be doing to activate our brain. We also love to be engaged with people. So we found out that we were doing life story work, but we're also engaging people all the time, of course. And we all love to have that feeling of closeness and real meaningful connections that come from. Listening to a story or telling the story. So that's what we're up to. It keeps evolving, Gloria, keeps evolving. <laughs>
0: well, and that's a good thing. Cause I, uh, one of the things that I kind of put a wall up with is, is companies that think they have the perfect product and then they get stagnant and they're not listening to the consumer. And I think that is such a huge error that so many companies make it's like hey it's worked it's always worked and then all of a sudden one day oh my gosh what happened you know well the consumers have changed their needs have changed and you've got to be you've got to be fluid I think in any business and and always kind of scratching at the door for what's next I mean having that excitement that there could be more and should be more you know that you're offering I think that's um To me, that makes a key company successful, right there.
1: Well, you're making me feel better because I'm always saying, "What if? What if? What if?" My staff is sometimes like Beth. We just made this cool thing. Now you're you're already thinking, "What's the next cool?" You know, how can it change even? more but uh yeah we're we're excited to have brought out a new app version so leftbound memory by my head here um, is a new voice-based way that people can just talk so instead of writing it down instead of typing it up to just have the ability to download an app and talk and it, it serves up those questions i'm talking about and uh so makes it easier than ever before i think I think it's so important to
0: capture the whole essence of somebody. And I, and I agree with you. I think everybody has a story that's fascinating, but we haven't asked the right questions to pull that out.
1: You are right. You are right. I had a good example of someone that I worked with who had memory challenges. And you know what we had, I just had met him and he and I somehow, I think I must've said to tell me about your wedding day, I think is what I said, and he described how hot it was, and he what a great day it was, and this is his his suit was blue, and his bride was gorgeous, and it was just so, so hot. and so all the uh all the senses came out of what he had to tell me about this experience, and honestly where did he get married? What day it was, who these people were, it, who cares, right? This didn't matter. To him, we had a 30 minute conversation about this incredible day in his life. I love that. I just, love that.
0: well, that is cool that it, it, cause it's nice to hear when someone's talking on that level. I mean, they're, they're passionate, they're authentic. I mean, the conversation can't go bad when someone's being their authentic self. I love that. Now Mm -hmm. you conducted some research with uh, the Benjamin Rose Aging Institute that included dementia patients and care staff using either an Apple or an Android phone or tablet. Tell us more about what your research showed.
1: So first, it was so wonderful that we were able to, with the help of the Benjamin Rose Institute on Aging, uh, include, of course, people living with dementia in our research. And they were very, very clear about what they did like, they liked and did not like about this new app we were creating. So the, the app, Life Memory... So first, when we worked with the Benjamin Rose Institute on Aging, they were adamant to include people living with dementia, of course, in this uh, focus group to evaluate this new thing that we had created called Life Bound Memory. We made a very basic version of it, and they were able to look at it. Uh, We also shared it with family caregivers, staff in provider settings, uh, but they the people living with dementia, I believe, gave us some of the most honest advice about this app. They were, for one thing, at the beginning when we created it, they didn't like our training module. They just thought it was not adequate and it needed improved, and they were clear about that. Uh, We at the beginning of developing lifebound memory, it didn't have a a photo prompt on the screen on the tablet to prompt memory, it just had the question only. And, and it was great feedback that uh, other kinds of things like a photo could be helpful in in stimulating an idea for what to share. So just in, in just the simplicity of it, and then for them to see it later. After we had worked and worked and worked on the long list of things they thought needed to be improved and to have them see it again and to, again, give us honest feedback, but it was certainly like, ah, the training is bad, much better. The, uh, the screen is easier to navigate. We understand. And, uh, we had someone in our focus group spend literally hours recording herself Uh, And we were so proud and happy that it was simple enough that she even was able to use it by herself. Although most of the time we want people to have someone doing it with them Mm because it's just better that way to have someone participating with you. So that was amazing. Yeah. We're going into a clinical trial with them too, and it'll have a 240 people in it. So, So some of our life story work is some of the largest studies that have been done around reminiscence therapy and narrative care and life story work ever uh, and so of course we're really proud that that is happening with with our research partner too
0: that is way cool and i love that you had people with dementia be part um and that's a big thing in what i do in terms of raising their voice and have always believed in that and they are, you're right, they're full of great insights in why more people aren't tapping into that knowledge base. And like with any of us to see our feedback taken and implemented, how proud that must have made them feel and purposeful, which is something we all need. And and I would think, even you know, with, with life bio memory, you know, telling your story is really about purpose and engagement and how and why you belong here, um, and are able to connect. So I I think that that's neat. And it's fun to hear that somebody took the time to test it out for themselves. And, um, and say, hey, I could do this. This worked. So kudos. Kudos to you guys. That's, um, that's really neat. How long do you think your uh, clinical trial will run then?
1: The clinical trial is starting in January through April. And we will get great feedback, I'm sure for both staff and people living with dementia who will be part of this clinical trial. So it's a, it's pretty large, uh, group of people and it will happen around the Cleveland, Ohio area.
0: Okay. Wonderful. How long does it take to complete the questions? Do you have to do them all or can you do some, can you kind of piece it together? How does all that
1: work? So inside Lifebound memory, it cycles through questions. So it's kind of like, Don't worry, come in, hit hit, start here, and then you just go through what you feel like you can make it through. And you could answer one question a day or two or three questions a day. Uh, I will tell you, there's over 200 questions inside, but does anyone need to do them all? No, no, they don't. They can stop at any time if they did 10, 20, 30, 40, 100, whatever, doesn't matter but we wanted people to have plenty to do because we know that some family caregivers, especially may want to keep stimulating the brain. Let's work together. Let's have something new to talk about every day together. So that's why we did that. And of course we think people have lots to say. So it could take someone uh, half an hour, an hour. It could take someone days or weeks if they want to go take it the long way. So we think okay. some people have hours of recording and other people may have an hour and you're done. So, oh, one more thing you could skip over just something called topics because someone may like to just talk about their work experience or their military experience or their childhood. And maybe they do better if they even stay in that mode during that session with their loved one. That's fine too. So there's two options: just kind of go with the flow, or go right to a certain topic.
0: Gotcha. So you know, once the recordings are captured, they go up to the cloud. Yeah. What do the families have, and what do they have to do from there?
1: Right now, online, there's a a, a free trial, and I have to tell you, we're still getting everything in place in the app stores, and the Play Store. The app is out there. We're still finalizing some of these pieces but uh, the app and access to it and continuing to keep going and such is $149 a year or $17.99 a month. People can record and then they can have a way to download their audio if they want to like stop you know I'm done I just want to get my uh, audio off this some people will want to keep subscribing to it. Because they're going to keep using it and keep accessing the audio. And some people, like I said, may want to talk and talk and talk, which is great. Uh, and then we also create books. So it's commonplace for us to take the audio. And it's it's powered by artificial intelligence behind the scenes to process the audio. And we can create life storybooks and even summary, like one-page summaries of the story. Um, wow. Yeah. And our work in especially care centers, different kinds of uh, memory care, they they like for the staff having a nice one or two page summary of what's mm-hmm. going on. So that's happening behind the scenes.
0: Okay, well that's neat. Now can more than one family member access this? So can you have like a circle of friends that all visit a person and so maybe you're gonna have different voices asking the questions? Um, you know, to
1: the person being interviewed? Is that possible? We know that we know that different family members may want to participate. So let's say, grandma, and you are working on the life story on your iPad or your Android tablet. And then a granddaughter comes to visit. How wonderful. You just have the tablet right here. And now they can continue asking the questions on that device. So you know, okay, it's a great way to do intergenerational things together too and involve other family members.
0: I like that. I like that. That's, that's fantastic. Um, now, I, I know that you just received a second grant from the National Institute on Aging for Life Bio Alls. So what's that one
1: about? So this is basically evolving into, can we make diagnosing the progression of dementia may be easier. So we're working with Brown university and this is, this is very much an, an early stage grant to look at. Can we look at eye movements? Can we mm-hmm. listen for voice? Let's say again, we're using some of that same life story work, but through this Uh, version of our app or some difference that we create that hasn't been created yet, we are able to work with the researchers at Brown University to detect the progression. So can we make that easier?
0: Interesting. And, you know, and I do think that there are all those little subtle changes. And a lot of times I think families don't see it because they're around it all the time. It's kind of the person that came in from out of town that might pick it up before the care partner who lives with somebody because a lot of times it's a it's a slow thing it doesn't just happen you know unless someone has a stroke or something like that and and everything changes in a in a flash
1: we were you know just really listening to what brown university researchers look for and how can we use technology to help them
0: Uh yeah because i've I've heard the eye contact I've, i've heard The voice cadence, the word choice, the pausing between—you know—as your mind's going, click, 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 click. What's that word I'm looking for, or whatever it might be, or the misuse of words can really be tracked. And we don't do that typically as humans; we're not ticking that stuff off. But artificial intelligence, I'm sure, thinks, "Woo, this is fun. Give it to me. (laughs) We'll we'll figure this out."
1: Yes, yes. So the AI we've been developing can be useful in this new one. Yeah
0: cool yeah and have you found any connections with like depression in terms of getting people engaged in something like this does it in, improve mood and happiness I would think it would
1: let let me get a, give an example of how I think we can impact dementia I th- and depression. I think that when people are reminiscing, they are going to most cases, a happy place. And they may be talking about a time when they were a child. Um, They may be running through the creek again. They may be playing with their friends and their dolls or something. And, And it just takes someone to this place. And I think that that's really effective. And also it's very effective to remind people of the love they've experienced in their life. So between those two things and and others, I think that we move the needle on depression uh, and loneliness when we use life story work.
0: Oh, I, I love that you bring up those moments of love because they are easily forgotten when no one's visiting or, you know, limited conversations when you're talking about the weather and you're not talking about those really, really precious, precious moments. I know One of the things that I found, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but my mom had dementia for 30 years. And so 14 of that, she actually lived in a nursing home and I will still never forget the day I went in and I was going to take, um, I was going to take a picture of my mom. And at that time, there were a lot of people with their head down, just kind of taking a nap, not, you know, or totally disengaged. And when I told my mom, you know, smile and say cheese and stuff, all of a sudden I saw those heads come up and they, they started looking around. And then I started taking pictures, which now you can't do without permission and stuff, but it was amazing. The engagement because they knew in order for someone to take a picture, they had to care, they had to care That's right. and they were, and you could, physically see the difference in them physically see the difference and then they their heads just didn't go back down they were watching to see what was going on with everyone else I mean it was it was really something to watch and you know you can do that with a with a phone or you can do that with a camera with no film no one's gonna know but it's that it's that piece that I'm important enough to take a picture of like I'm important enough for you to ask me those questions that's a, that's a huge piece of feeling connected and purposeful and a sense of belonging that I think we forget so often how important that is.
1: Yeah. Yes. People have value and worth. There's no one else like them. They're so amazingly precious, right? Yep. It's hard when people may feel that nobody cares and and we know we do. Um, mm-hmm. Your your uh, uh, story really illustrates that. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was it was incredible. And I know for a long time I would always go with my with my phone, and I would just take pictures, and they would see me coming in, uh-huh. uh, you know, because they knew about what time I would come. And uh-huh. all of a sudden, I made all these new friends. You know, it along you know, with my mom and which brought them closer to her. I mean, it was just this it, sense of building community in such a easy, simple fashion was really something.
1: That is such a great idea. I hope your listeners really take that as a, this idea of taking pictures. Of- yeah.
0: Well, I, I think sometimes people I don't because they get stuck in that mode. I want to remember somebody the way they were. Well, none of us are the way we were. Hello, look in the mirror. We've all changed. We've gained weight. We've lost weight or changed our hair color. You know, we're married, divorced. We're all kinds of different things. None of us have stayed stagnant, but we think we have, which just makes me roar. And so capture those moments. I, I captured one with my mom that... And this was really a profound moment. Um, I had friends that did a, um, a video of a musician singing with my mom. And my mom was in her later stages. It was supposed to be an hour long video. Yeah. And she only lasted like a half an hour. She'd fall asleep and then she'd wake back up. But her fingers would go and her toes would go. And she'd get the sparkle in her eyes. And every now and then she'd know the words or she'd hum along. But I mean, she'd come out of a dead sleep and then just be engaged and all happy. And they, we took a picture to put on the the DVD and I brought it to a friend of my mom's who for 10 years could not go visit her in a nursing home because that's just not something she could do. You know, she wasn't comfortable going there. And every couple months or every month I would meet her for breakfast, I kind of update her on what was going on with my mom. And this day, as we're sliding our butts into the booth, I slide this DVD across the 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 booth uh, to table to my mom's friend, and I said, "Kay, I can't wait to tell you about Mom." And she looks at this picture and she screams out. She's like seventy six years old. Screams out in the restaurant. She looks horrible. Lori I thought you were giving her good care I'm so disappointed in you and I you know I got really quiet because I didn't know what to do everyone's staring at us and um and then I looked at her and I just said thank you thank you what are you thanking me for and I said Kate because I didn't know until right now I don't see what you see I don't see that my mom's hair isn't done I don't see that her teeth are chipped and broken. I don't see that she's got one Billy Goat hair hanging on her chin. I don't, that's not what I focus on in this picture. And she looks at me and goes, Well, what the hell do you see then? <laughs> and I said, I see the glint in her eye. I see that her eyes are really squinty because when we're happy, we lose our eyes, you know? I see her big, huge dimples and her beautiful smile. And when I look at this picture, I hear my mom giggle. This picture today, Kay, is my mom in pure joy. And I am so grateful that that was captured. But we forget that people are so trapped in the past and they can't see the beauty in the moment of the
1: simplicity. That is so beautiful. Well,
0: it's, it's one of those things that again, like with a life bio, just getting to know the person and the true emotions, their story of what's important. It's not important that someone's got chipped and broken teeth. Are they happy? Are they comfortable? Do they feel safe? Do they want to even be around you? Those are the, those are the important things. And you know, life bio memory can bring that out and not only bring that to them, but bring that to everyone who's listening to the story. Cause they, all their stories have, have something profound in them that are going to shock us of, gosh, I didn't know that. Yes. How cool
1: is that? Yeah, and to hear their voice. And maybe you're telling the story for them because they need help. It's okay. Your voice and their voice together. And maybe you'll sing together. Music is so powerful, right? Maybe it'll be you singing with them. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. But you know what you're making me think of is my fu- my husband's mother had dementia to my grandma and uh, then she did. And I went and just being with her and like, yeah, like she didn't, I knew her, right? And like you knew, you knew who this person is and just to sit with her in the sunshine one day and we didn't even have to talk, right? We're just sitting together, holding hands and just actually, I think we both kind of dozed off in the sunshine one day. That's one of my favorite memories, of being with her. Yep. Because we were just being It was like, Oh, what a nice day. Oh, I hear a bird. Do you hear the bird? Do you see the trees? Oh, the trees are moving, you know, like, yep. It's just so wonderful to just be with her.
0: Yeah. What, What do you see in the clouds? You know, I see a dog and I see a baby and I see a, just all those fun little things you did when you're a kid that we forget how important, you know, when you bring that up, it reminds me of, you know, and I, and I always say this that, you know, Alzheimer's and dementias are really, um, it, it's something I wouldn't wish on anybody, but it is a beautiful gift wrapped in a really strange package. Because there are so many cool life lessons. And through this capturing of life bio um, memory, you're, you're going to learn so many neat things. And I think it's going to ground you as a person in terms of what's truly important. And that can be a whole life shift for you. Um, I have, you know, with the, with this video, I was telling you about. um, I have them up on YouTube and they're just short little clips of my mom singing. I can be having the worst day. Uh Absolutely the worst day. And where do I go? I pop one of those open and I go, Uh life is good. And that's Uh what they can do with life, life bio memory too. They can go back and go, wow, life is good. There's been a lot of good things to be grateful for. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we get wrapped up in the big and the flashy. And it really, to me, dementia has taught me simplicity is better and it doesn't have to be big and complicated. And Mm -hmm. and sometimes, and again, I'm talking from personal experience, but like with my mom, she, as the disease progressed, she was the safest place for me to go. She accepted me for who I was, whatever I was when I walked in the door. And yep. boy, that's rare. That's really rare. And so many families, I think, give up that that person can give back. It's oh, just because someone gosh. can't talk the way they used to or act the way they used to. They can still give to you on an emotional and an intellectual level as well. That comfort. And teach us to get back to the base of our relationships. And I think that that's one of the beauties in in your product. It's really getting, not just the person with dementia, but those interviewing, teaching this give and take that we all have a story to tell. It's powerful, no matter who you are, because it's your own and it's unique. And that's interesting. It
1: is. And people with dementia give the best advice too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, they don't. They're not inhibited about. Oh, I shouldn't say that. You know, they they're not worried about that like you and I sometimes are. Yeah. And and yet they're like you said, their insights are brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
1: So um, my grandma, my grandma said, always be straight with people. Be what you want. Mm -hmm. If you something, do it the best you can. Good advice.
0: advice. Yeah, just that little, just that one little nugget, you're going to get lots of those little nuggets in these moments. And then to be able to share those with generations, I think is so powerful. So, so powerful. How do listeners find out more information about Life Bio Memory, and you know, how do they purchase it? Um, mm-hmm. Do they just go to the website or do they go to the app
1: store? You know, I want to tell the listeners that they can call 866 Life Bio mm-hmm. to reach us if they want to talk about their situation. Because sometimes we still have ways you can write it, we have ways it can be typed, and then we have the app in the App Store. So, Life Bio Memory is in the Android and the, uh, and the Apple you know, app store. So it can be downloaded. You can try a free 30 day trial, but I just want every listener to hear me when I say you can call us and reach a real human being to talk through the app, even if you need some help. So the, again, 866-LIFE-BIO or 937-303-4576. And you can even email us at info, I-N-F-O at lifebio.com uh, and go to www.lifebio.com to, to learn more.
0: Again, um, you can go, you can call, get a live person. Oh my God, people appreciate that. You can just talk to a real live person. How sweet is that? Um, like I said, guys, simple, <laughs> keep it simple. And you guys have done that. Or you can email at info@lifebio.com or just go to their website, lifebio.com, get your questions answered and uh, learn how to how to be able to purchase this and incorporate this into your life so that you're making memories and capturing those treasured stories many of which you probably don't
1: know and roses help you ask the right questions so hey life bio just helps you ask them and you get you get what you get and it'll be fun and yeah. like i said talk sing do whatever you want just have fun on there It watch one thing leads to another and it's people do have a story and and tell it together. If somebody needs help you, you can help them fill in the blanks. Capture
0: your life. Capture theirs. Well, thank you, Beth, so much. Is there anything that we didn't cover that we should have? Anything I missed?
1: I don't think so. I think we got it covered, Lori. And I thank you for telling me more about your, your mom and your relationship. Thank you. Well, great. Well, thank you. And
0: listeners, don't be shy with this. I always say, make sure you pass things along. Other people need this too. So, you know, like, click and share. There's a reason those buttons are there. We need to connect more people to more support to make their journey easier and to honor their lives. So thank you. You can always find out more information by going to alzheimerspeaks.com and we will talk to you soon. Thanks again, Beth.
1: Sure thing. Thank you.
0: Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host...